Hello and welcome to the podcast. I hope all of you are having a great day. My name is Derek Kanijo. Today I will be talking about short selling. I will explain what it is, give some historical examples, and hopefully try to convince you why short selling is a bad idea. I'm guessing most of you have heard of have heard of GameStop and Wall Street bets. However, I will not be discussing the events surrounding this topic. I think the various media outlets have covered the events very well and the developments are still ongoing. Also, I prefer learning from historical examples. All right, what exactly is short selling and how does it work? For a moment, I want you to pretend that the stock market does not exist. So let's assume that you have a neighbor called Logan who collects Pokemon cards. For simplicity, let's also assume that there is only one type of Pokemon cards, so all of them are the same. And for some reason, you believe that the price of these Pokemon cards are going to go down in value. So the way you would shot these Pokemon cards is that you would call your friend Logan up and tell him that you want to borrow some of his Pokemon cards for a few days. He says, sure, no problem. So the next day, you swing by his house to pick up these cards. You then sell them for whatever price they're selling for in the market right now. Let's say $2,000 per card. A month later, it turns out that you were right and the, and the market price of Pokemon cards has dropped to $1,000 per card. So you buy back these Pokemon cards at $1,000. And remember, you have already sold these cards for $2,000. So your profit is $1,000 per card. The transaction is complete when you return Logan his Pokemon cards. Now you might ask, why would Logan lend you his Pokemon cards? And that's because you would have to pay him an interest or fee for borrowing his cards. So Logan is happy because he gets interest and you're happy because you profited from the cards. To quickly recap, if the price of Pokemon cards go down, you make money. If the price of Pokemon cards go up, you lose money. And that is known as short selling. So you are in effect trying to sell high and buy low. You might wonder, but what if during your ownership, the price of Logan's Pokemon cards went up? In that scenario, you would have to buy these cards back at whatever price they happen to be at the time because you have an obligation to return Logan his Pokemon cards. Now that you understand the mechanics of short selling, let's look at two, histori- let's look at two historical examples. Our first example is from the 1920s. There was a company called Piggly Wiggly Stores, which ran a chain of grocery stores. The founder of the company was a man called Clarence Saunders. Some Wall Street professionals were betting that the stock of Piggly Wiggly would fall. This made Saunders very upset, so he took out a big loan and bought up every share of Piggly Wiggly that he didn't already control. Pretty soon, he owned 99% of the outstanding shares. Because he had all the shares, the short sellers could not replace the stock they had borrowed without coming to him for the supplies. So in theory, he could demand whatever, the, whatever price he wanted. And for a while, his short squeeze was successful. But then the stock exchange changed the rules by pushing out the deadline for the short sellers to return their shares, which broke the short squeeze. In the end, the stock price of Piggly Wiggly fell, Saunders found himself unable to repay the banks and he lost the company that he founded. Similar to GameStop, the Piggly Wiggly short squeeze became a Main Street versus Wall Street story. Mark Twain was right, history doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. 
if you want to learn more about Piggly Wiggly, there's a chapter on it in the book Business Adventures by John Brooks. Our second example is from the global financial crisis in 2008. So something weird happened in the capital markets during this period. Volkswagen, the German car company, became the most valuable company in the world. But for just one day. So what happened? Basically, Porsche wanted to control Volkswagen, so it bought up a lot of stock and options in Volkswagen. Now, the German state of Lower Saxony had a 20% stake in Volkswagen as well, which it said it would not sell. The result was that there was very few Volkswagen shares available, and a lot of people were shorting Volkswagen shares. These short sellers realized that there might not be enough Volkswagen shares, so they panicked and bought Volkswagen shares in order to cover their short. And when a lot of people and when a lot of people do this at once, it creates a short squeeze, which pushed the stock of Volkswagen up even more. Imagine a very f- small fire exit with everybody trying to exit at once. That is what a short squeeze looks like. There was a German billionaire who was short Volkswagen shares and he committed suicide because he was he was ruined by the short squeeze. From these two examples, you can probably understand why short selling is a very dangerous activity. Also, the mathematics of shorting does not make sense. When you go short, your downside is infinite because the value of the stock could theoretically keep rising, whereas your upside is a double, and that is assuming the stock actually goes to zero. So in an an unlevered short, your maximum upside is a double, whereas your downside is unlimited. Okay, if you're still not convinced why shorting is a bad idea, let's further assume that the business you are short is definitely a fraud and its stock is very overvalued. If the business is a fraud, the promoter could easily pump up the stock by putting out misleading press releases, telling everyone how great things are. He or she could also try to find a buyer for their company. If the business is overvalued, the promoter could issue a bunch of shares at very overvalued prices. All of a sudden, the company will become flush with cash. The company could even use its overvalued shares as currency in making acquisitions. Also, if you are wrong about your short, it becomes a bigger and bigger percent of your portfolio. And by the way, if you are short the stock of a dividend-paying company, you are not entitled to the dividends. Instead, you are responsible for all the dividends the company pays out. My point is that there are so many ways to lose as a short seller, I think it takes a certain personality and emotional makeup to be a successful short seller because it is so stressful. Ben Franklin said, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So I want all my listeners to make me one promise. Just promise me that you won't ever shot anything. That is all for today. Thank you all so much for tuning in.